I am excited about this brisket. Me too. I, w I was uh, worried because it was bigger than I wanted it to be because I couldn't even lift it. It was hard for me to to lift it out of the um, out of the fridge. But Just because it, there's so much bulk to it. It is so much bulk. And the next time I buy one, I'm going to make sure it's a half brisket, not a full one. Or you could buy two halves and we can move them individually. That's fine. But moving a full one, it's just too much for two hands, I think. Because yeah. you have to season everything and yes, all that stuff. It is, but, you know, we did manage to eat a 20-pound turkey together, so. That's true. That was, that was a insane. snack last night. Huh? That was our snack last night, a 20-pound no. turkey. No, it wasn't. Okay. No, because I would have ballooned up to 400 pounds. <laughs> You would have ballooned up to, I don't know. I don't know. More than that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. put the turkey in. The turkey in? I, I, the brisket. Brisket in. <laughs> pretty much right after we finished doing this. First we made the ice cream and then we did everything for the brisket. Yeah. Put it in and I literally just pulled it out of the oven. Yeah. And we, we did all this yesterday. I flipped it once or twice and yeah. re uh, repositioned it. Repositioned it, added some more stuff to it. But overall, we didn't really mess with it. The only no. other thing was turned off your oven because we went to an event, mm -hmm. came back, and this morning I accidentally pressed against your oven and it turned it off again. Oh, but we figured it out fairly quickly. Because when I woke up this morning, I checked the temperature and it's like 180. Mm -hmm. So I think, oh, this is almost done. And then a couple hours later, I go back and it's 160. And I'm thinking, this is weird. Then I checked your oven. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. But. But it wasn't it wasn't too far away from. Um, from what? What we wanted it to be. When? I mean, I mean, it would it, it would if we didn't like, for example, if we did, if we put it in this morning, the mm -hmm. whole entire uh, brisket in this morning yeah we would have waited a long time for it to cook if we put it in at let's say i don't know six this morning yep and there were no interruptions not going anywhere mm -hmm. um i don't know oven doesn't need to be turned off mm -hmm. i'm guessing we'd probably eat around midnight or we would probably be done then, oh. and we'd want to wait another 30 minutes wow. to eat. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we put it in yesterday. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I might be underestimating it, because even though the oven was off twice, yeah, it doesn't heat down immediately or cool down immediately. Yeah. So it, it would probably be more like 2 a.m. now that I'm thinking about it. Wow. Yeah. So we... Um... <clears throat> I'm glad that we put it in yesterday. I am too. And you originally were thinking about waiting until this morning. Yeah, but I was wrong about that. I'm yes. actually glad that you were right about that. Yes. Um, but anyway, we we turned it off. I'm glad we turned it off when we left because I didn't want anything to happen. Me neither. Yeah. And what did we do yesterday? Well, first, uh, let me just say I'm really glad because I think we're going to have enough for seconds. For sure. Uh, uh, maybe even more than that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yesterday, we went to a party at the park. 
It was a graduation party for um, Rick's friend's uh, daughter. Who just finished high school. Yep. Yes. I don't know where that well. She seems like a nice girl. We're not going to say her name, even though Alana really wants to. No, I don't. Okay, good. No, I don't. I'm not for saying people's names on the air. I'm glad to hear that. uh, While we're broadcasting. Yes. (laughs) I was not sure if I wanted to go because I only knew his friend. My friend. Yes. Go ahead. His friend. Your friend. Yes. That's what I said. I only knew Rick's friend. I didn't know anybody else in his family. And I would be meeting his family for the first time. And I didn't know anybody else there. Um, other than, you know, uh, um, Rick and Rick's friend. Mm-hmm. So I felt a little bit awkward. Um, there was quite a bit of alcohol. Um, and I wasn't, uh, I'm not, a, I, I wasn't planning to drink any alcohol. And, Alana doesn't drink. In case anybody hasn't figured that out yet. Yeah. Um, and so I stayed away from that, but the food was super good. It was like, there was some Thai food and some Greek food, which I did not have. The Greek food was good. I had both. I did a little bit of drinking, but I was still a good boy. Yeah, Babes. Yeah. Before we get to the party, mm-hmm. the ride there was close to an hour. I know. I couldn't. I Because um, the driver was um, very nice, but quiet. And the... GPS was telling him to go to like Sixth Avenue and all these other places. And I'm like, why are we going here? Eventually we got to where we were going, but it just took almost an hour because we left like it wasn't even five yet. It was around 440. Yeah. And we got there at 527 because I checked my phone when we arrived. Yeah. 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 It was almost an hour. So I'm like, oh, wow. It's a big park, I guess. Mm-hmm. What's the name of it? Um. Oh, that's um. Selwood River. Selwood Riverfront Park. Yeah. I'm assuming it's a big park. This is the first time I've been there, even though I was born and raised here. Right? Yeah, because it was we had to go go through the gate, right, to get in. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yes. It seems like a big park to me. Yeah. We're walking around, run into my friend. He says something. We go over to these picnic benches. And I'm just assuming that he got some permit, but he said, no, we just came here and set up shop here. <laughs> yeah, you can't really reserve a place, you said. Nice. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Usually you're able to do that. I probably had maybe four to six drinks, but they were small ones the entire time we were there, which mm-hmm. was about two hours. I was feeling buzzed, but not out of control. No, I didn't. I didn't uh, think that you were out of control. I would have noted. I would have noticed it. Thank you there, little Jewel. But I think that but there was someone who was out of control. The only weird thing is that he seems that way when he's sober, too. Oh, my goodness. You're talking about my buddy. Yeah. Nice. Would you agree? That he seemed out of control last night? Well, I mean, maybe maybe the word isn't out of control. He just, yeah. I didn't think he was. You think he was? I just thought he was having a good time and maybe was a little bit buzzed. A little bit buzzed? Yeah. Okay. We met one of his friends from improv, but I've never ran into this person through that world. Yeah. And immediately this dude brings up COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, uh, we also... Um, <coughs> excuse me. 
not that. Um, we also talked to um, two of his friends who are a married couple, and um, one of them was really into um, sailing. Okay, so a little bit more of a setup. We're eating, people are kind of socializing, and I'm a really fast eater, so I was done before you. Mm -hmm. My friend's wife helped us with the food. Mm -hmm. And I'm just looking at you eat, watching people talk, no, not knowing really what to do. So I go back to find the trash can. And my friend's wife says, do you want any more food? That's when I get the Greek stuff. Mm -hmm. Come back. Around the time I finish with my second plate, you're wrapping up your mm -hmm. food. Mm -hmm. Which goes to show you how fast I eat. Yeah. <laughs> I like to savor my food. I don't want to you know rush uh, i hear you babes and, and and every time i rush when i'm eating i don't feel good afterwards oh yeah oh good anyways we stand up it's a small area we're kind of walking around for a little while trying to engage people in conversations and my friend had introduced me to this guy who was like a captain of a sailboat yep we see him sitting where we were just at, or kind of standing, and his wife is sitting down. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, I just worked. Mm -hmm. And we engaged them in conversation. They had a pretty interesting story. Mm -hmm. They were living in um, Japan for 10 years. Um, their kids were born in Japan. Um, but I, um, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Eventually, they moved um, to the U.S., but they were living in Japan for about 10 years. They met at Lloyd Center in 1971. Yep. Before it had a roof, I think. I didn't know that. Did it, does it, did it not have a roof? Um... I don't think the roof was finished until 89. Wow. But I could be wrong. That's what I've heard. I don't remember it without the roof. Oh. Um, I'm sure I was at Lloyd Center before it was finished. But I was a little kid, and I wasn't really paying attention to where I was. So Yeah. Yeah. They seem very nice. Yeah. I wonder how that worked, babes, back in the day when it would rain. Because oh, I, yeah, it would rain a lot more in Portland in the 80s. So how would that work? Yeah, without getting rain on everybody else. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's kind of dumb to build a mall in a city that rains a lot without a roof. I don't know. We weren't alive then. Yeah. I know I wasn't alive and I wasn't living in Oregon. Doesn't that seem kind of dumb to you, though? I, yeah, I mean, in retrospect, thinking about it, yes. Yeah. Um, But uh, I don't know what they did to compensate for that. Mm. Because you have to have a roof on, on buildings and at least you should anyway. Yeah. To keep your uh, patrons from getting rained on. Uh-oh. And if it's cold... You know, what if it snows? <laughs> you yeah. know, you don't want snow on your patrons. No. But it was cool talking to them. Yeah. We go to this area, and it's kind of fenced, but beyond the fence, there's a mass of water. There's like a beach. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And we're just kind of dancing, discover that people are doing karaoke. Yep. At mm -hmm. least the one lady was. A lot of people begged me to go up there and perform some of my hits, but what? I ain't performing for free. Who was that? Oh, nobody. You, you're playing it down now. Pretty much everybody. No, there. nobody. Well, first off, you didn't know a whole lot of people. And secondly. Um, oh, that's why I thought it was so rude of them to do that. Bubs. 
Go yeah, on. just like you're Denzel's twin. I am. No, you're not. Keep going. <laughs> um, they like the Denzel Washington joke. Nice. Anyway, yeah. I crow barded in at one point, but we'll get to that soon. Oh, oh. Did they like it? I don't know. I was laughing. Oh, good. Anyways, we listen to other people do karaoke, and then we start talking to my friend who's having the celebration for his daughter and the other improv dude who's really into talking about COVID. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I, I didn't pick that one up. I just, um, I remember that he, um, I, I remember that you're talking about, yeah, I gained the COVID-15. Except I said it was the COVID-90. Yeah, the COVID-90. And he's like, what are you talking about? I know. He did not get it at all. I got it. I was like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The freshman 15... But it's the COVID fifteen. It's not the COVID. It's the COVID nineteen. But it's COVID ninety. Yeah, yeah. I should have said I gained the COVID ninety one <laughs> because I'm dyslexic. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. But the three of us talked, and obviously people were going in and out of the conversation for what felt like maybe twenty minutes. Yeah, some people were coming by because they got there late. <sighs> yeah, yeah. And around this time, it's maybe around seven forty five. Uh, 7, 7.30, actually. Okay. We decide to bounce, but before then, I go up to my friend's daughter. He says, come with me. Yeah. Because I said, oh, this is your... <coughs> I'm coughing. This is your daughter's celebration. And I haven't really said hi to her, so I said hi, and, you know, I'm not sure if you remember me, but thanks for having me at the party. And she says, oh, I remember you, and so glad you came. And, and, I said, and he introduced, he, he finally introduced me to her, which uh, felt like uh, I was waiting for about 15 minutes. Oh, really? No, I'm just kidding. Who introduced you to her? You did. How did it feel like 15 minutes? I was just kidding. Okay, good. Because I was just like, you know, you didn't have to have me here. And she's like, my dad invited you. And I'm like, yeah, but you could have ejected, and thank you for not doing yeah. that. And but then, he never, he, she never said, you know, it was, it was not okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he introduced me to her. She seems like a nice girl. And then we headed out. So, uh, you two shook hands, shook hands. Yes. And she has the same name as your mom. And I said, I'm glad Alana shook your hand. She might not have seen it. She's totally blind. But it's great for her because she knows that I look like a young Denzel Washington. <laughs> or something to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember if she laughed. I think she might have. Nice. Uh, but she seems like a nice girl. Yeah. We leave, go to the parking lot to get a rad. Get a rad. And as we're waiting, we run into a blind person there. Wow, who would have thunk it? Yeah. <clears throat> no one who we knew. Or no one we knew. At least no they were one... pretending not to. Yeah, and us. it was funny because I'm thinking, and you're like, is that a cane? And I'm thinking, oh, wow, that is. It's to my left. I turn and I say, exactly that. Is that a cane? And she says, yes. And I said, oh, we're blind too. Or, yeah. You know, whatever my spiel is. And You're she's like, like, oh, are you blind too? Okay. I got the sense that she was lost. Yeah. Because she goes towards the direction we were just at. Mm -hmm. And then before we left, she comes back and yeah. is strolling around the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I hope she... Um... I hope she got to where she was going to. Oh, I don't. I hope she's on the parking lot. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what? No, I'm just kidding. What did you say? I said, I don't. I hope she's still in the parking lot. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're terrible. That's just a joke. You just, wanted to, you just wanted her to stay in the parking lot forever? All right, give me a kiss. <laughs> mm, mm. Bubs. What? 
Tux my nipple. Oh, I did? I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. I, I didn't know it was there. Oh, my goodness. I, no, I, I really didn't. I, where else I didn't. would it be there, little No, Gino? I mean, I know where it is. I just didn't know that my hand touched it. Nice. So I'll leave. That's okay. Mm -hmm. So, get a ride. And going back from the park is maybe a half hour? It was definitely half the time <laughs> that it took us to get there. I was like... You're like, is it just me or did it seem like a shorter ride on the way back? I'm like, no, it's not you. Mm -hmm. It was definitely a shorter ride on the way back. We're pretty much at your place, but she goes to the other side of the block. And I'm trying to explain to her, mm -hmm. but her English wasn't that good. Mm -hmm. But she finally got it. I felt kind of bad for her. Mm. Uh, and I hope I didn't seem like a rude American. No, I don't think you were. I think he just wanted to direct her and where we were supposed to go. Yeah. Because you knew where it was, and I couldn't direct her because I didn't know where we were. Oh. So, no, I don't think you were rude at all. Nice. Yeah. And I'm glad you said something because if I was the only one in the car with her, I would not have been able to tell her <laughs> where it was. Yeah. So how do you handle that when you take the lift home, uh, when you order a lift and I'm not there? Well, sometimes they'll say, oh, is it uh, <coughs> is it where the parking lot is? Because the... the the main door is orange, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I said, oh, look for the orange door. Um, because there's one side of the building that's closest to 100. Mm -hmm. And then there's a front entrance, which I think is, close to, is closer to uh, 99. Mm. Um, my, and I know this because my, um, my mobility teacher saw it on Google Maps. And she said, oh, yeah, it's a big building. And one part of it is on 100. One part of it is on 99th. Nice. It faces 99. So as long as I know that the front entrance has a, an orange door and it's facing 99, I believe, 99th, and it's um, it's not the um, other apartment building, uh, because sometimes people get my apartment building mixed up with the other apartment building, which yeah. houses like 55 and older, nice. and people with disabilities um, that are older, so... I said, no, you don't want to go there. So, um, but, but the, but they, they eventually find it. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. So we got out and it was a fun night. I wasn't sure how it was going to go. I wasn't sure either. Cause I was thinking, oh, do we have to stay for the whole time? I thought maybe we were going to stay there for an hour and a half, but it ended up being for almost the whole time. I was excited to go there, even though I was a little bit nervous. Mm -hmm. um, I got slightly more nervous when we first got there, and my friend offered us drinks, knowing that you weren't going to have one. But it ended up good. I thought he, I <clears> thought, <throat> I thought he already knew that because, that you don't drink. Yeah, because you told him that I didn't, and I thought that he already knew that. Maybe he just forgot. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then we got into the discussion about psilocybin. You now know that there are conservatives who do that. Yeah, I think it's really weird. We were talking about possible groups that could support Trump, right? So we had Truffles for Trump. Well, we had my personal favorite, Doses for Donald. Oh, my goodness. And <laughs> then I need to come up with a bigger, better name for this one, but uh, Mushroom Heads for MAGA. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. Yeah, I'm not the best at naming stuff. Yeah, I think there's a very small percentage of conservatives that are really um, into that stuff, honestly. So I agree with you because to me, everything about the conservative movement screams we don't want people using drugs. 
but uh, or uh, maybe we should phrase that it screams there's a big drug problem and you don't fight drugs with drugs mm, i'm telling you my opinion babes well i'm telling you my opinion okay bubs. but i have met a lot of conservatives who are pro marijuana pro psychedelics that's, that's only two people no those are the ones that you know of Okay. And by the way, only one of them last night was pro psychedelics. Remember, the other one, never. My never buddy's did. friend had never done it. Yeah, I know that. Which, good on him, I guess. If you're going to be conservative, but I've met a, a few conservatives who do psychedelics. I just don't get it. I don't either. Just like I don't understand why, um, how a conservative could be an atheist. Yeah, I know that there are conservative atheists, but it's really, it, it, conservatism seems very tied to the Christian church, at least in this country. Mostly, yes. Um, but again, I mean, not every conservative is a Christian either. So yeah, there's some Jewish conservatives uh, and Muslim conservatives. It, it's very strange to me. I don't know. I mean, all and everything conservative is definitely tried to, uh, uh, excuse me, tied to... Um, mostly christianity if you really think about it um maybe yeah. there might be jewish and muslim conservatives but a lot of it is very christian based when so, you think conservative you don't think free thinker really stop stop stop, stop. what was that for i was just being a free thinker but you're conservative ah <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean they're not free thinking they're just thinking differently Bubs. How are they thinking differently if everybody in their social group is supposed to think the same way? <laughs> because it, ah, it doesn't, it doesn't, um... Tickle truce? We need a kiss for tickle no. truce. No, <laughs> tickle truce? Okay. Okay, 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 okay. All right, give me a kiss, okay. And then I'll let you explain yourself. I'll squeeze your noise. <clears throat> mm. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm. All right, so go ahead, take your spill. <laughs> My spiel. Yeah. Um. Okay. Anyway. Um. I just thought I would uh exercise my right to uh free think and free tickle. Oh, oh my um, goodness. Uh, well, here's the thing. I think yeah. I think there's a misconception there. Go ahead. Sorry, my elbow. I I think that conservatives are free thinkers, but I think they just think differently, and um, they have um, you know, like like I think differently about drug use mostly. Um, and they, they, they don't think that the, um, the drug policies make any sense. And of course they think differently on, um, on gun rights, um, as opposed to gun control. And it's, it's not like, it, it's, it's not like they, they, um, they don't want anybody to do it. It's just that it's, um, things that people are doing are just not working and there needs to be different policies well and they're thinking out and they're trying to think of other policies that would be better than the ones that are not, are not working yeah i mean i say we need to end the war on drugs completely uh but that's rick's opinion and liberals are more divided on that where i feel conservatives are more of the mindset of the war on drugs just needs to be tailored but meanwhile it's been going on for I don't know how long, at least since I've been alive, probably before then. I'm sure before then, even if it wasn't called the war on drugs. And it hasn't been successful. So, But you can't fight drugs with drugs. And I think that's what they wanted to get. Like, you can't you can't op um, keep 
uh, uh, people coming into the border and not have any concerns about uh, drugs pouring in from other countries, especially um, fentanyl, which is proving to be even more addictive than heroin. Well, but maybe you fight drugs with better ideas, right? So instead of just saying, okay, we're going to have a society where you can do any drug you want and leave it at that, maybe you say yes. And we're also going to stress education. We're also going to give more funding to uh, after school programs so kids don't get caught up in that stuff at a young age. We're also going to put more resources to make sure that single parents have access to food and shelter so they don't feel the stress that often leads to drug addiction. Well, I'm for you with the after, after school programs like the Boys and Girls Clubs. Mm -hmm. Um, after school programs because that did keep me out of trouble and that's actually better than um, sending a kid home with um, a key you know that, that they're coming home to an empty place um, I'm for that but letting people do whatever drug they want to I don't think it helps at all because now they're now they're seeing let's talk about marijuana for a minute now right. now they're finding out that <clears throat> marijuana um, there's been studies coming out that marijuana can actually cause um, men, if they're if they're into very heavy mar marijuana use, that could cause men to possibly um, become prone to schizophrenia or even get schizophrenia. There's also um, something that came out about uh, marijuana causing psychosis. Well, okay. And and um, because marijuana was um, legalized for recreational use, we still don't even know. We only know about a few benefits of the oil and the end capsules, um, but we don't know what other side effects that THC can cause. Can I respond? No. Okay, let me respond. Bubs, <laughs> you asked me, can you respond? I said no, and you're like, okay, let me respond then. Okay, good. Then. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I need to respond to this because I've heard that there are studies that have suggested things like schizophrenia can be increased for marijuana. And I don't know the validity of those studies. I would ask how they were performed, but let's say it's true. Mm -hmm. Well, we're for personal rights. I mean, so maybe the thing is we educate people on, okay, if you're going to take marijuana, don't take it at such high dosages. Now, that relates to another point you just made about we don't know what marijuana does to your body completely. We only have a few examples of these certain things. Uh, and I'm, obviously, again, I'm paraphrasing. And I would make the argument that that's because for so long in this country, you're not going to like this, conservatives and, yes, some liberals uh, were against doing studies on marijuana. We're against marijuana research. And even today on a federal level, and it's Biden now, before it was Trump, but now it's Biden, there are a lot of restrictions on the type of research you're allowed to do in this country when it comes to marijuana. And we should uh, decrease uh, the restrictions on marijuana research. Medical research. I, I know I sounded like a dumb blonde, but that's my view. <laughs> but what do you think of the basic idea of what I said? Well, I mean, of course, we, they need to do studies on marijuana research because, or I'm sorry, mar research on marijuana in general, because yeah. again, there's only, we're only hearing about very few benefits that the cannabis oil without the THC can do for pain relief. And um, 
uh, capsules and things like that. But, but also, we still don't know what the aftermath of heavy marijuana use recreationally is doing to people. And I think that the people that are pushing it, and I'm, you're not going to like this, Go ahead. but I think that the people who are pushing it, just like Big Pharma, all they really care about is profits. They don't really care about what happens to young um, young teenagers and young adults that are doing this so much because uh, they, they're making billions of dollars now because okay. of the pot shops. A couple of different things. I think that's a little bit of a blanket statement. I'm not saying that there's no truth to it. There are definitely some people who are just in it for the money. Mm -hmm. But with marijuana, it's a lot more complicated than big pharma because there are certain states where you can't have a marijuana business. And I believe this is still the case because it's federally illegal. You can't put marijuana money in banks. So there's restrictions even if you are in a state where it's legal on how you can operate. So you don't have the same just huge corporations in the marijuana game, at least not right now, as you do in Big Pharma. Now, as far as what you were saying on research, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I believe this to be the case, but I don't know for sure, that the Trump administration didn't allow a lot more research into marijuana use. I don't even it's not know, like they lifted a lot of I restrictions. I mean, I don't know if, if President Trump even talked about that, mm -hmm. because I, I wasn't really, I mean... You know, I'm I'm very anti-marijuana, so I don't know. Um, I can't answer that question. And it seems to me, if you're going to take so shots at immigrants coming over our borders, maybe you should also increase research into what these drugs do, right? I don't know. And I will say this for Trump. He didn't restrict uh, states from legalizing it. Like he, he didn't come down on state rights, which I think is actually one of the few good well, things. He well, the whole thing about that is he wanted, I mean, I think it's up for ev to every state to do what they have to do when it comes to drug laws. Um, instead of making it, um, well, no, I'm sorry. Maybe I should, maybe I should rephrase that. Go ahead. I, I think that, that every state has their own laws, right? Yeah. When it comes to certain things. Um, but they shouldn't um, make it e they, they shouldn't make it legal for every state. I think it needs to be handled um, individually by state. So I think maybe the reason why he didn't is because he wanted um, every state to kind of handle it. But I, I just don't know that um, legalizing in every state is gonna um, is going to uh, fix the drug problem. Right, but I can make the same argument of I don't know if having this a second amendment is fixing issues with guns. So why do they need to be legal in every state? That's uh, protecting one's family and one's property is different than putting a um substance in your body that is mind altering. It there's doesn't a there. It doesn't seem like it's protecting everyone's family when there's like a mass shooting every week in this country. Yeah, but that those kids probably don't have parental guidance from their fathers because I think most of these shooters didn't have a good relationship with their father. And I think that if you really want to get down to what's really going on here, I think there is a spiritual problem going on in this country and it really has nothing to do with, um, how many people have any, how many people are having guns. Okay. It's a, it's a, I'm not done All yet. Right. 
there's a big spiritual problem in this country and a lot of young people that are getting these guns in their hand probably haven't had a lot of spiritual guidance, especially not from their fathers. And that's a that's a big problem. Fatherlessness is a big, big problem also. As an agnostic, I actually don't necessarily dis- disagree with you. I'm burping a lot today. Uh, Dwink Wawa. Oh my goodness. But, and I'm not saying this is a joke, how do you know that if used correctly, marijuana couldn't help some people develop their spiritual self? How do you know that one hit from one joint before reading the Bible or before prayer might not benefit somebody? Well, and, and that doesn't mean that it's not being overused in general society, but maybe it's like medicine, right? And medicine, if you if you take too many Tylenol, you'll die. But if you take it in the specific situation, it could help you out. But you would agree that our entire society is very overly medicated. And I think that people are depending on medications to feel good when when a person is reading the Bible that doesn't require any medication. Okay, yeah. And I, I, I think but, that, hold on. I know you want to talk, oh but you, you you have to let me talk to okay. you. Okay, all right. <laughs> ah! All right, keep talking. Mitch. But all I'm, all I'm saying is, I think our, our entire society has been way overly medicated and some people just don't know how to handle it. And I'm not saying you're wrong, but a lot of people I've talked to, more than 10, probably more than 30 even, have told me that when they smoke marijuana, they can focus more or they have a deeper sense of empathy for other people. Now, it doesn't mean that it's not being overused, but don't you think that if somebody's reading the Bible, it would help them to have more empathy and be able to focus a little bit better? And if that's Um, the tool that they have to use, then that's their tool. No, I think that it's an excuse for them to use it because they think that it's making them feel more empathetic when... When a person is reading the Bible, they have to be alert so they can actually understand what they're reading. And also, I've I I've known people that used to smoke marijuana very heavily, in fact, and a lot of them have told me that every time they've done that, time just seems to slow down and they don't know where they are half of the time and they don't even know what time it is and they don't even know how much time has gone by and all their time is... Not not only that, but they get very, very hungry and they just feel really stupid. My dear, don't you think there's a difference between somebody who smokes nonstop versus somebody who maybe has one puff off of a joint a day? And maybe that's the answer. Maybe it's not that they shouldn't do it at all, but maybe they should regulate how much they consume. Yeah, but you, you as well as I know, know that one puff... A day accumulates, right? One puff a day plus one puff a day the next day. That accumulates into several puffs a week. So it's not like, okay, well, I'm not taking I'm not taking much marijuana every day, but that does accumulate. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Do you take vitamins every day? Yeah, I do, but it's good for my body. How do you know? Because it has all the um it has all the things that I can't get from fruits and vegetables all the time. It actually gives me more of the um, more nutrients. And there's been studies that have shown that there are benefits to marijuana. So imagine 
And I know this isn't apples to apples, but go with me a second. Imagine having one hit off of a mild joint a day would be equivalent to you taking a multivitamin from a source that you trust. Yeah, well, there's some med- there's some benefits in red wine, too, from what I heard, but I don't have to drink it. Right. But it, I'm not saying that you have to smoke a joint a day. But what I'm saying is maybe you should be open to the idea of other people doing that if it's beneficial for them. And again, a lot of people have said that it helps with empathy in small doses. So isn't that something we should be encouraging? Don't we want people to empathize with their fellow man? Don't we want people... Well, there are other ways to empathize with people without puffing on something. Right. I mean, I think, like I said, I think our entire society has become more dependent on medication. Well, well, hold on a second. Sorry to interrupt you. On medicating themselves. Okay. Couldn't I make the argument that you need to get rid of your pills and just eat the foods that'll give you that because there's other ways to get that uh, nutrients but, to, to just but besides those But there's a pills. difference. There is a difference because these vitamins don't alter my thinking. These vitamins are actually a good, a good resource for my overall health. I'm not, I'm not putting anything into my head that would affect my brain. I'm not drinking alcohol. I'm not smoking joints. I'm taking vitamins that are actually improving my health. There's a difference. I think that altered thinking, that term is very misleading. And I'm not saying that you're doing it purposely because I don't think you are. But oftentimes that's bad. In certain occasions though, that could be a good thing. So for example, Let's say you're having a very stressed out day. Let's take it off a of weed. You're having a very stressed out day. You get invited to a party, but maybe you just had a breakup with your girlfriend and you're, you know, your parents don't like you and you're having issues with other members of your family and you go to a party, you have one or two drinks and you're in a good mood now. You don't go home and kill anybody. You just enjoy your night. I can make the argument that your thinking was altered. But does that mean that it was bad, that it was altered and that you had a good night and were able to reassess things? I would say not. I would say it's good in that situation that your thinking was altered a bit. Yeah, I don't understand that. Oh, my goodness. As I said, there are other ways to feel good that doesn't require altering your thinking. That's just me. I just think that people are really dependent on it and they don't know anything else. But. Also, here's here's something that um, that I thought was very disturbing to me. Because um, there was some, there was a show I was watching about um, this one mom who created something, uh, this company called Moms on Moms on Mushrooms, but she didn't really do research to um, see like how how you know how would they um, benefit from it because um, she was talking about microdosing, yeah, and. Um, and uh, the person who was interviewing her said, well, I I really don't think it's a good idea right now to tell these moms to do that because, number one, you, that may feel good for you, but you don't know what kind of, um, you know, how that, that's going to react to other moms if they microdose. Okay. I hear what you're saying. That interview doesn't know their facts. And Lisa, it appears to me, and I'm going to tell you why. It was after Phil, by the way. Uh, why am I not surprised? But but I'm just I'm just but, saying, Bubs. He he had he had the right to question it because she she started this company, um, thinking that moms were um going to do that, and also I think I I don't remember if she said that she did that with her kids in the house. I don't think she did, but 
But she was trying to make an argument like, oh, my kids don't know what I'm doing. Okay. Dr. Phil asking that question makes it a little bit worse to me. And I'm going to tell you why. Why? Why do you oh, think you, it's... Let, let, me, let me explain. Because Dr. Phil, as a physician, assumably, and is somebody who I'm told is very smart, should know that there are a lot of restrictions in this country about the type of research you can do with psilocybin, which is the main ingredient in psychedelic mushrooms. So for him to pretend that they don't have enough research, well, yeah, they don't. But maybe one of the reasons is because there are laws against getting that But research. he was just questioning her and why she was... Um she was trying to um, have this this company for mothers. But maybe, my dear, and let me tone down a little bit, perhaps he should also question why is it so hard to do research on psychedelics instead of, instead of just questioning the mom. Question the system that puts roadblocks in the way of the mom of doing the proper research. And I would think... As a PhD, he should know that and be a little bit more well, mindful. Well, and she of and she nature. was trying to make an argument against uh, or a mar argument for what she, what he I'm sorry what she is saying, but he was also coming back with research that he found. So there, there it wasn't just like he was questioning the mom and he never had his facts straight or anything. Okay, because he actually had some research that he was pointing out to her. And it sounded like she didn't really do her research. I mean, that's what I gathered from the interview. What was the basic gist of his research? If you don't remember, that's fine. I don't remember. I've okay. only seen it once. That's fair. I could find it again. But nice. but um, but people that do these types of things, I don't know, really have to be careful. I honestly don't think there's enough research to yet to find out what um, what other things that psilocybin does to the brain. Um because you you really don't know it may, may it may make it may make a person feel good and may even make a person feel empathetic um i don't know i don't get that part but um but it could be doing other things that we don't even know well and again there have been some studies and you can do uh psilocybin research but it's very difficult in this country what I've heard is that, yes, it makes people more empathetic and it also makes people less afraid of death. So they'll give it to terminally ill patients. And apparently it's very helpful. This is what I've heard. Um, and I would say maybe this is something to be upset with Joe Biden about. Like, why isn't he doing more to lift the restrictions on medical research on psilocybin? Now, my question would be, what would this research entail? Would it just be like, reading articles about this okay so here's what i've heard mm -hmm. right and again this is long time ago i may not have the information right uh i am not a phd i am a guy who is learning how to cook brisket in his uh, girlfriend's stove right <laughs> let's make that perfectly clear okay but what i've heard and i believe it was on joe rogan several years ago is that they did some study and i know very vague right but i'm telling you this is what i remember where they gave patients who were, I guess, very, very old psilocybin. And they asked them questions. They did interviews with them about their lifestyle, their thoughts on death, uh, how empathetic they were with people before they did the psilocybin and afterwards. And then they did follow-up interviews for the people who were still alive 18 months later. And they found that 18 months after doing one or two doses of psilocybin, 
that these people were still noticeably happier and noticeably less afraid of death than they were before doing the psilocybin. And I believe, and again, I want to stress, I don't know this for sure, that they also did brain scans on these people so they could tell the areas of their brains that lit up during the psilocybin use. And it was areas of the brains that were associated with empathy and with creativity. Yeah, I don't know. So, a uh, question for you then. Mm -hmm. um, is this something to be upset with Biden on? That there's so many restrictions against doing this type of research in the U.S. And to maybe say, if Trump gets elected again, this is an issue that you could push Trump on to make sure that there's more medical research on, in these areas. I really don't know. Um, I'm I'm upset with Joe Biden on a lot of things. Right. So it's not like there isn't anyone that I wouldn't be upset over. Okay. But I don't know. I don't know about the research thing. I I don't know about the research thing because I don't I I don't know. But I I still think that um, there is a major drug problem, and you don't fight drugs with drugs with regulating drugs. I I I don't know how to go about this. I I do. I do. I do. I gave you, uh, okay, I believe I know how to go about this. And the steps are medical research. We take a lot of restrictions away, right? Uh, on top of that, we fund after school programs, like I already said. We give money to parents who are having trouble feeding their kids. Uh, we make therapy in this country a lot more available so that people can have somebody to talk to. Um, and we educate kids on the issues with doing drugs. We say, okay, this is what we know about them. These are the consequences. When you're 18, you can make these decisions for yourself, but we want you to have the, the information, all the information we have available, so you make an intelligent decision for yourself. And we make all drugs legal, so we destroy the black market because if all drugs are legal, there's not going to be a black market for them. That still doesn't make any sense. Why not? Because now that they're legal, anyone can just get them. Yeah, and you, then you got, and then you have um, major uh, criminals on the street who have, who are, have gotten so high that they could possibly kill somebody. And I know of someone, I know of someone that that's happened to. But my dear, you don't make murder legal if somebody was on drugs. So that's not going to be a defense if somebody goes in front of a judge and says, well, I was high on acid, so I shouldn't be held accountable. No, you're still going to go to prison. So the crimes against other humans are still illegal, but it just wouldn't be a crime to take drugs and do your own thing if you're not going to hurt anybody else. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if it's that simple, bub. I think it is, but what do I know, babes? What do you want? And the answer is... Nothing. Uh, the opposite, a lot. Ugh. Okay, let's get back to the talking about the party because we were kind of. Um, yeah, you, come on, babe. Enough with these. Hey, yeah, you're the one who. I'm sure I was. Bubs, you're easy. I'm easy, sure I was. Bubs, you're easily sidetracked. I'm sure I am. Ooh. What else did you want to say about the party, babe? Um, I felt really awkward for a little while just because we were trying to find people to talk to. <laughs> um, I. I don't know. It just seemed more like a drinking party than a graduation party to me. <laughs> That's I just, fair. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. It just, it just seemed like there was way too much alcohol, more than 
I've never been to a graduation party with a lot of alcohol. I, I have not. I hear you, babes. And, and, and I'm talking about the graduation parties for um, high schoolers. Yes. I just thought it was very strange that there was alcohol and parents there <laughs> and parents there while yes. yeah i just didn't i just thought it was very weird i'm like what is this is this like a drinking party or is this a graduation party for an 18 year old it's both yeah i don't know it's, i don't get it nice that's just me well let's talk about something next weekend a buddy of mine is having a party are we going i think we should i don't uh... See, I think we should drop in for an hour or two because... This... But then we'll end up being there for the whole the whole time. No, we get to say that we can only stay for a couple of hours and just go for that. Yeah, but you said that it was for a couple of hours. Yeah, but, you know, people linger and we don't have to be that couple that, you know, stays uh, overnight. maybe. Only. I would like to see our friend. Yeah. You know, he has been sick for a while and it sounds like he's on the mend. Yeah, so... Maybe. Okay. Okay. I'd like to text them and just say, hey, we're going to be there. We're still trying to work out the details, though. But yeah. the plan is right now that we're going to be there. Okay. Very cool, babes. But you you didn't want to at first. What do you mean I didn't want you to? You didn't want to at first? It's not that I didn't want to go. I found out about it on Thursday. And in mm -hmm. my mind, I'm thinking, I really just want a full weekend to spend with my J-Lo and argue about psychedelics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, just to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would like to see him, though. I mean, it has been a while. Yeah, so I mean, we'll, we'll drop in. We'll say hi. Make out well, in front of everybody and then geez. leave. The last, time we, the last time we were there, we did have good food. We did. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, I'll meet some new people, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. There's probably going to be a lot of people there, so. Yes. Uh, it'll be a, a better birthday party than I've had when I turned 40. So. <laughs> Yeah, but he went one. through a lot to get to that birthday. He did. Party. He did go through a lot, and I, and he does deserve a party. He really does. Mm -hmm. He's been a trooper. And it's like four months after his fortieth, so right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So he deserves one. He really does. Yeah. I've known a lot of people. I have too. Pubs. Sorry. <laughs> I can't remember. Why I do you do that? I don't know. It's just it's second nature to me. Oh. I don't know. Give me a kiss, though. Okay. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I was going to say before you so rudely interrupted me that I, I've known a lot of um, friends who have either gone through dialysis or are thinking about getting off of dialysis, and it's not fun. Nice. It's not fun at all. No. I know one who um, did eventually get a kidney, and she's doing much better. Um, but, she, of course, she still has to take... Um, kidney rejection medicine to make sure that it doesn't reject the um, her body. Good. I'm glad she said Or that her this. body won't reject it. Yeah. Yes. There we go there, little Jay Wu. But um it's uh it's not it's not fun from what I hear. No. So we do the party you just burped. Excuse me. That's okay, I still love you. Uh leave, get back here, make sure everything's good with our brisket or mm -hmm. to the best of our abilities. Mm -hmm. Head to the bedroom oh to goodness. watch part six of the country music documentary. Bubs. Sorry, I slip into the southern accent. I am apologizing to you right now. It's so bad. That is good. It was a really good episode. They talked about George Jones and 
how George Jones had a very, very hard life with a very drunk uh, father and um, very violent. And he, um, he just had a lot of like hard things in his life. And you can tell that he would sing about them by the way that he was singing. And, and someone compared him to um, being a real country song because yeah. of what he went through. That's kind of cool. He got married, uh, I think it was four times. Uh, um, was it four times? It might have been. Three times. Uh, Tammy Wynette was one of his wives. And mm-hmm. she got married twice before or either two or three times before marrying him. Nice. But eventually they did divorce. Nice. Um, they didn't get too much into their story, but... But, yeah, they ended up singing together still after getting divorced. Now... I think they go into it more into episode seven, if I remember. Okay. But um, they, they talked about Chris Christopherson and how he was um, in the military and how he ended up um, having a singing career. And he was still kind of... Um, uh, very conscious about his voice. Super he, bright, though. He was a Rhodes Scholar. He went to Oxford. Yeah, he's super smart. And when you say he was in the military, he was a teacher. Uh, That's what they said. Was he a teacher? Yes. Okay. Sorry, keep going. I wanted to add that part. Yeah. Yeah, he's he, really smart guy. Um, and he also, of course, uh, we know that he got into acting, too. That's right. Um, and he uh, spanked a kid. Yeah, in the movie. Yep. Well, he deserved it. He was a jerk. I would have taken that little no. Yeah. No, no, he did. He, you know, he wanted to discipline that kid. Yeah. But because nobody else was, I mean, his mom wasn't. And that's the name of my new band, Discipline the Kid. Jeez. Sorry, keep going. Discipline Wick. Oh my goodness. Um. So I, I mean, Chris Christopherson's story was really interesting, and then. Um, he talked about how he was really close to Johnny Cash because Johnny Cash um, let him on his show and um, talked about Johnny Cash's show and um, and a boy named Sue they talked about that song mm-hmm. and they also talked about those songs that were kind of funny like um, May the Bird of Paradise Fly Up Your Nose mm-hmm. and there was one that Loretta Lynn did with um, I forgot who she sang it with and it, it was um, You're the Reason Why Our Kids you're the reason why our kids look, our kids are ugly or something. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? They also talked about Vietnam, the Vietnam war. And there are some protest songs against it. And there was a song about, um, this lady uh, wrote a song about her son and she lost two boys one son died in the war and the other son killed himself because he had a mental breakdown about his brother being in the war. It was mm-hmm. really sad. And soldiers wanted, or I guess people wanted her to come and do an anti-Vietnam demonstration. And she's was basically not having it. She's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot you in the head with my, whatever gun she has. It is so interesting to me that some people can lose so much because of something and still be in favor of it. Right. So, like, she lost two sons in the war, but didn't want to speak out against it. Maybe she was too distraught. She didn't want to, you know, she didn't want to um, handle it. She couldn't handle it. Ah, maybe that's a good point. Yeah. I don't think she was for it. I just think she couldn't handle it because she already lost two boys. Mm. 
But Johnny Cash and June Carter stepped in and um, was helping Jan Howard. Yeah. With um, with you know what she was going through because she was she was really hurting. It sounds like that uh -huh. lady. Um, Tammy Wynette. They talked about her singing and "Stand by Your Man." It was really interesting how they were comparing um, Tammy Wynette and Loretta Lynn. Yeah, that was cool. Because Loretta Lynn is like, "If you come home drinking and da da da," and and she'd sing songs like that, but she never. Um, she never divorced her husband mm -hmm. and Tammy Wynette divorced um, a few husbands. Nice. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Yes. Stand by your man. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's interesting stuff. Yeah. I think you should listen to that song a lot when I'm not around. Stand by your man. And tell the world you love him. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of you just listening to that on repeat when I'm not here. Yeah, but you're not a bad boy. You oh, yeah, that's true. I'm the good boy. I'm sorry, you're not running out on your yay -wo. That's right there. Literally. Oh, is that what that song's about? I thought it was just like a good guy. That no, 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 because, you know, she's talking to a woman and, and she's like, you know, sometimes it's hard to be a woman. And, you know, you have you have bad times and he's ha he has good times. And, you know, you have to listen to the words. Okay. Because she says sometimes he'll do things that you don't understand. Uh oh. Behind her back, bubs. Uh oh. Okay, I did not know that. Stand by your man. Give him some arms to cling to. Nice. Yeah, those are the words, bubs. Okay, I listened to the chorus before, J-Lo. No. Okay, all right. I'll listen to the song again at some point. It just it just implies that the, the guy is cheating on the girl. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It was a really good documentary. Of course, I've seen the whole thing before. The episode was really good. Yes. Yep. I'm glad you're liking it there, Little j -Wall. I thought it was really interesting about the bluegrass and country thing, how they tried to separate it, but you couldn't separate yeah, it. Yeah, and it talks about the nitty-gritty dirt band, yep. which is kind of where the documentary ends, because they took all these old-timers, put them in the studio with the band, and The episode, made... you mean? Yeah, but I'm talking about the end of the episode. Okay. Uh, and made, I guess, a triple album that was really popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And then we got ready for bed, but I couldn't sleep because I was thinking about that brisket. Oh. Yes. So I watched YouTube, focused on the brisket, hoped that your place didn't burn down, and we made it and through. It, and it didn't. Yes. <laughs> I think we covered it, babes, unless there's anything else you want to talk about. Was there anything else from the documentary? Uh... No, no, that was pretty much it. I mean, it was really good. Nice. Yes, it was very, very good. Yes. Well, good, babes. But good. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no. I kind of, I know we're going to eat later, but we spent so much work on this brisket. We, we have to cut into a piece now and have a uh -oh. piece. You know what I mean? Maybe. It would be like almost sacrilegious if we didn't have a piece. Almost sacrilegious? Yes. That's, that's, uh, that's a little bit, okay. And this is coming from the bald god, so you know I know what I speak. You are not the bald god. Oh, I am. Or the bald dog because you're dyslexic. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> or the lab dog. Okay, good. <laughs> the lab? I don't know. It's bald backwards. Oh, my goodness. Well, good, babes. Is there anything else you want to say before we cut into some boy skit? Mm. Um, I'm really excited about making the cake and the fudge sauce. Yeah, I am too. Um, 
I'm trying to figure out how we're going, where I'm going to put everything when I, you know, when I get that all mixed together. But <laughs> yeah, um, it's going to be good. Yeah. We're going to have uh, quite a meal, bubs. I think so. I mean, quite a meal. Yes. 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 All right, babes, unless you want to talk about anything else. No. All right, let's kiss and then get some brisket. Okay. Oh, I can kiss. I'm not really hungry right now, though. Yeah, but you got to have a little slice, don't you? Mm -hmm. Don't you? Maybe. You don't want a little slice. Maybe a little. Of this thing that we worked so hard on. Maybe a little slice. Oh, yeah, you do. Okay. Give me a kiss. All right. Bye-bye for now. We're going to eat good, hopefully. And if, we, and if it's horrible, we'll talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> no, I don't think it's going to be bad. I hope not. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.